0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. I'm closing out the week, or the year this week. (laughs) So, twenty twenty-one has been an amazing year for oh my God, it's been an amazing year for me. I trust that it's been an amazing year for you. As we seek to close out this year, I'm going to close out today's word for this week, or this year, this week. So, um, after Friday, I'm going to take a break and not share today's word until next year. So, this will be the last message this week, uh, the last week of messages that you received for 2021. That being the case, I have something special to share with you. So I want you to get ready. I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is going to release into your life. Even now, get ready for today's word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. As we seek to close out 2021, the Lord had me to do something special that I'm gonna be doing every day this week. Before I get into that though, let me just share this. I just posted this on social media. So I'm led to talk about it before I really get into the message for this morning. But this month we're celebrating 24 years of today's word. 24 years. When the Lord told me uh, I was a a W-1, one officer one at Fort Hood, Texas, 57 Signal Battalion um when the lord told me to put his word in people's email inbox every day five days a week and back in 1997 not a lot of people had emails so i started with eight people and i started doing something called today's word and today's word with rick pina and then it grew and it grew and it grew and now thousands of people get it all over the world every day via email and then uh the video portion of it i think started maybe 10 11 years ago we're up to about i don't know 22 2300 videos uh and uh all of this is available for you for free i get so many testimonies from this so i as i was thinking about it 24 years of today's word i tell you what one one of the things i know for sure is that when god told me to start there's no there's no way i had er- no earthly idea that i would still be doing this 24 years later along the way i've asked god many times like hey how am i going how long am i going to do this like am i am I, am i ever going to stop today's word and uh, I don't know until the Lord tells me, I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. So I'm going to just keep doing it until the Lord tells He told me to start. So I I have to keep doing it until he tells me to stop. But I tell you what, it's been a tremendous blessing for me. So over these 20 plus years, I mean, think about it. If for me to get the word, to get the word ready to share with you, think about how, how much of a blessing that is to me, right? If the, if the, let's, let's say, uh, let's use the blessing, uh, let's use water as symbolic of the blessing if I'm a pipe and the blessing is flowing through me, the water is the blessing. I'm a pipe and the water is flowing through me. The water can't pass through the pipe without the pipe getting wet also. And so as God uses me to be a blessing through his word for to others, then it blesses me also. And over these 24 years, I've grown, I've developed, I, you know, I've matured as a disciple of Christ through the word of God. It's been a tremendous blessing for me. So uh, thank you so much for those of you that have been with me for a long time. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. As I thought about this, and then I've ha- gotten so many testimonies too of people that, oh my God, today's word. Back back in the day when we used to do a lot of paper, people would just literally like come to my office when I in the military with a binder and be like, "Hey, the chief, look, I print out today's word every day. Look, I got them all labeled. You know, I got binders of today's word." And and I I, I think about that sometimes. And it's like, man, God, you're so good. To God be the glory. So anyway, let me just. Share a, quick nu- a few quick nuggets on this as I thought about this last night, and then we'll get into the word for this morning. Um, as I was meditating on, man, 24 years, a couple of things. First of all, I told you that I had no idea that I would still be doing this this long, right? Or that it would become what it has what become. So God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts, and God's plans are better than our plans. I told you that a million times. Now here's another thing that I've learned from this is that the greatest availability uh, I mean, the greatest ability in the kingdom of God is availability. So I'm not. I tell my kids all the time, listen, I'm not the tallest or or the strongest or the smartest. Uh, I, I've never been that dude. I, like I wasn't born with all these natural abilities and all that. Um, but one of the things that I am is consistent, right? And one of the things that like like, like I, the greatest ability in the kingdom is availability. One of the things that I am is consistent. Like I'm going to give myself to God every day, like day in, day out, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. I don't take days off when it comes to Christ. Right. So I I don't take days off with my walk with Christ. I know people say, oh, I'm a tither, but I tithe sometimes. No. (laughs) No, I don't take days off. I don't like go in and out. None of that. So one of the things, I, I may not be a lot of things, but one of the things that I am is consistent. The greatest availab- uh, the ability in the kingdom is your availability. You got to be available to God. Now, if you make yourself available to God, he will put his super on your natural. He will give you the words. He will perform the work. And I'm a testimony of this. Uh, one of the people that's watching right now, uh, Sergeant Major McKinley Curtis, Charlie Mike, uh, was my uh, Sergeant Major when I was an E-5 Sergeant, uh, E-5. Uh, Sergeant United States Army. Matter of fact, you were on my E6 board, uh, Sergeant Major. And uh, people that knew me back then, <laughs> and, and that was my BC days. He knew me before I got born again. People that knew me back then and know me now, is was like, man, that's a completely different person. And it's all because of the grace of God and a commitment to the word of God and to become a disciple of Christ. I think, unfortunately, the, the word disciple is not mentioned much today. But as a as a believer, we have to be disciples of Christ. Like, I mean, we're supposed to be learners of a disciple means one that learns by doing, that we are just doing, that we're actually applying the Word of God to our lives on a daily basis. Uh, and let me, let me say this. Another thing about uh, you know 24 years of doing this is that anyone can do anything with God or for God for a short burst, right? So for a short amount of time. Anyone could do anything for God for a few days or a few weeks. But God is looking for consistency. God is looking for people to have the discipline. To do it day in and day out, no matter how long. I'm talking about no matter how long. They you can't, you there's no retirement plan for the believer, right? So you're supposed to do whatever God leads you to do every day for the rest of your life without regard for personal cost or personal sacrifice. At the end of the day, my life is God's life. Like God is my life. There's a lot, there are things that I, I don't like, there are things that haven't happened yet that I that I want to happen. I was just talking about to God about this yesterday in church. And I was having a conversation with him. Like, I mean, there's some things. Yeah, I get frustrated like everybody else gets frustrated. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. I'm going to do it however long he tells me to do it. And and even at personal cost, personal sacrifice, putting my will down so that the will of God can be manifested. That's how we're supposed to live. How long? For the rest of our lives. Long-term commitment is what God is looking for. And that's why this is what I call the grace life. The grace life is you just getting up every morning and doing whatever The Holy Spirit tells you to do. However, the Holy Spirit tells you to do, do it. And if you live that way, I'm telling you, you will live an amazing life. All right. So that said, let me tell you what I'm going to do this week. So I'm excited about this. Um, um, The Lord told me to close out the week. I have five days this week to close out the year. And so, for those of you that know, I wrote a book earlier this year called Level Up Your Life. And in this book, I teach you how to level up biblically, right? Biblical principles uh, that you can apply to your daily life. To level up in five areas and since I have five days this week what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share an excerpt from the book some excerpts some nuggets uh in all of those areas so today I'm gonna deal with level up spiritually and let me give you some things from leveling up spiritually from the book and then that'll be today's word for today and then tomorrow we'll do another one. You ready? All right so let's let's get into it. What does this mean for you today? I think I have let me see is it six now I have six things to share with you so I need to get through these no seven all right let me try to get through these seven things quickly but I believe they're going to be a blessing to you. They're all from the book. You ready? All right. Seven things, quick things. Here we go. Number one, the goal of reading the word of God is to get to know the God of the word. That's the goal, right? So you don't just read the Bible to memorize the Bible. The goal of reading the word of God contains the the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more word of God, you know, the better you will know the God of the word. Number two. God can speak to you in a myriad of ways. People say to me all the time, Rick, how do I hear the voice of God? Well, God can speak to you in a myriad of ways. God can speak to you with an audible voice, right? He can speak to you with a still, small voice in your heart. He can speak to you while you're reading the word of God, while you're running on the treadmill. He can speak to you while your pastor is preaching, like through your pastor, or even through the person sitting next to you in the pews. He can use a prophet to pick you out of a crowd and give you a word, a prophetic word, or he can have your own child to speak a word to you while you're driving your car home from church. He can give you a dream while you're sleeping, an open vision while you're awake. The point is that if you are listening, God is always speaking, and He wants you to be open to what He's saying. If you are looking for Him to lead you, God will lead you. You will find that He is leading you by His Spirit. Number three, you have to make sense of your thoughts. This is another thing that that I have good conversations with people about. You have thoughts, right? Your, your mind is always flooded with thoughts and they come from either A, you, right? B, the adversary or Satan or C, God, right? So you're having thoughts from either God or Satan or you, and you have to learn to discern which thoughts are which. So you can know which ones to receive and which ones to reject. And this is critical because your thoughts lead to actions, right? So every action, good or bad, starts with a thought. And a a quick way of knowing whether or not the thought came from God is whether or not the the thought is contrary to the word of God. So, for example, if you're married and you come to me, let's say you're married to uh, your woman and you're married to uh, uh, your spouse and you come to me and you say, I believe the Lord just told me that such and such is my husband. I'm going to divorce this guy. I'm going to marry that guy. (laughs) Well, maybe you got a thought. But that thought didn't come from God, right? Because see, now you, that thought is contrary to the word. You already have a husband. Girl, calm down. So so that thought is is contrary to the word of God. So if you know that the thought is contrary to the word of God, then you can reject that thought right away, which is why you need to check your thoughts against the word of God and then learn to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this comes with spending time with the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul explains that you cannot know the thoughts of a man save the spirit of, of the man be in him. That means that you can't know my thoughts unless my spirit was inside of you. Now, this is impossible with man, meaning that I can't put my spirit inside of you, but God can, and God did. God put his spirit down inside of us so we can know his thoughts, so we can know what he is thinking. So the Holy Spirit gives us access to the mind and the thoughts and the will of God, the ways of God. See, because you are literally walking around with God on the inside of you. i told you this many, many, many times. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible says that God gave you his spirit so that you could know. You say, like in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, actually in verse 9, it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. And when you first read that, you're like, ooh, like, ooh, you, you can't know. And then if you keep reading, you say, no, 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 but God has revealed these things unto us by his spirit. For his spirit searches All things, yea, even the deep things of God. Listen, wouldn't it be a shame for you to be walking around with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and then get to heaven only to realize that you never even talked to him? So, in this season, I pray that you would renew your commitment to hearing from God, to hearing God's voice, so you can know which starts to receive and which starts to reject. Number four, the Holy Spirit is an inner witness. When God leads you by his Spirit, most of the time, is what i call an inner witness it's like a thought that you know that didn't come from you and it's a thought that is leading you and guiding you it's an inner witness paul and silas heard this inner witness in acts chapter 16. now it's not an external voice not an audible voice but it's an inner witness elijah talked about in first kings 19 a still small voice it's like like in the country they say i know down in my noah right i mean you just know it's this inner witness that that, that is leading you. you. It's hard to explain, but it's easy to understand for the people that live this way, right? It's this inner witness. So as you prepare to close out 21, 2021 strong and get ready for 2022, I pray that you would spend time with God, spend time with the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Like, I mean, for real. So you can receive that inner witness. And it may be a still small voice. It may come to you in a myriad of ways. Number five the Holy Spirit will lead you in whatever you have the grace to do. Now, Paul and Silas went out on a missionary journey, so the Holy Spirit led them concerning that. But I like to point out that the Holy Spirit's activity is not limited to church-related stuff, right? So yes, if you're called to ministry, then God will lead you and give you insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding concerning his word, to preach the word, to lay hands on the sick, all of that. Yes, can the Holy Spirit lead you in ministry? A thousand percent. But you know what? I'm also um, a technology professional. And the Holy Spirit has led me in the area of technology just as many times as He has in the area of ministry, right? So the Holy Spirit will lead you concerning whatever you're called to do. So if you are a doctor, a professional, a business leader, you own a business, you you, you are a leader of a section or a division, or a project manager, whatever, a brick mason, a mechanic, whatever it is that God has called you to do, and you can have ministry in the marketplace the holy spirit will speak to you concerning that. Don't think that the holy spirit is only going to speak to you about Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. No, the holy spirit will speak to you concerning anything that you're called to do because God wants to maximize every area, every facet and every aspect of your life. This is how we level up spiritually. The last two things I'll share with you, 6 and 7, are about prayer and then we'll close this out. So what is prayer and how do we define it? So Um, in the book, I have a whole section on prayer. I I, I trust that it, you know, it has, I've heard testimonies. It has been a blessing to a lot of people, but let me talk about it here. So this is directly from the book. Prayer is agreeing with God's plans and purposes by faith, knowing that God already prepared them from the foundations of the world by grace, and then fully believing that God will bring to pass what he planned. So, so when I pray, I'm coming in agreement with heaven by, so prayer is how the earth agrees with heaven. So, the way that many have put it, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe put it this way prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. When people say, Oh man, God, why did you let this happen to me? My question is, Did you even pray about it? Did you invoke God's presence in the situation? Did you invite him in? Because if you didn't invite him in, then maybe he, he didn't do anything because he wasn't invited. And so, so, prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. Prayer is what happens when man, you and I, male and female, exercises his legal authority on the earth to invoke heaven's influence on this planet so if you have a situation let's say at work or whatever and and you have not invoked god's interference into that situation you haven't welcomed god in then maybe god is not moving or you pursue perceive that he's moving because you haven't invoked his presence or his moving or you haven't set your faith in agreement through prayer prayer is how you do it you you are the legal steward of the earth domain god put humans in charge of this planet And so you involve God into, you are the legal steward of the earth domain. Prayer is how you invoke God's presence in whatever sphere of influence that you've been involved with. This is how you do it. You are welcoming God to do it. Prayer is what happens when the creation, you and I, get the creator involved in any given situation and prayer changes things. All right. Number seven and finally, last thing I'll share with you as I close is don't pray from a position of need. So this is actually really important. Uh, I talk a lot about the grace of God and the grace life, and so so in the book, I talk about grace-based prayers, and I give you a lot of examples of grace-based prayers from the Bible, directly from the Bible. What you don't want to do is pray from a position of need. If you start your prayer from a position of need, like you're praying like you don't already have it, then you're praying from a position of need and not a position of, of, of grace, right so you, you're praying not from grace. You're not in faith. You're actually praying from doubt. You say, oh God, please get this to me. God, please do this for me. God, please. And, And so when you're at, when you're coming to God that way in prayer, you're not discerning what he's already done. So God deposited inside of you, everything that you would already need, right? To become the man, the woman that God called you to be in this season. And he did this by his grace. And he did this so that you could accomplish the kingdom plans and purposes that he established for you before the world began. So when you look at it from that perspective, I'm coming now to God in prayer. And now what I'm looking for is what God has already provided. Instead of me asking God to give me something, what I'm actually looking to discern is what he's already given me and what he's already done. And then I'm going to set my faith in agreement with what's already done. Prayer is your consent. Let me think about it from that perspective. I'm consenting to the will of God. Prayer is my agreement. Prayer is my consent with heaven. I'm agreeing with heaven that what I believe God wants to do in this situation is already done. So so now I'm setting my faith in agreement that God will do on earth what I believe is already done in heaven from the foundations of the world. So this is how God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven, by me setting my faith. I'm not saying, oh God, can you please do this? Can you? No, 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 no. I'm discerning what I believe he's already done, what he already planned. And, and so now I'm like, okay, I'm praying a completely different way. So God will never withhold anything from you that he already planned for you to have. God will never withhold. Frustration sets in when you're making a demand on God for something that's not yours. So frustration sets in when I'm praying for something that I'm not supposed to have. Frustration sets in when I'm decreeing, I'm declaring, I'm believing, I'm even fasting. I'm, I can fast and fast and fast, and God, I can't make God give me something that's not already mine. And so, so now what I what I need to do is discern by the Holy Spirit what's already done. And so now when I'm praying, I'm not asking God. I'm not coming from a position of need. I'm coming from a position of grace. I'm not. I'm not asking for the victory. I'm starting from the victory. i my victory is my starting point and my destination. So it's not like I, I, God, I need you to do that. No, it's God. I believe that you already planned that this thing would happen from the foundations of the world. Father, I, I'm looking. You've already spoke to me concerning my son. You've already spoke to me concerning my daughter. I set my faith in agreement. Now, what I'm seeing with my natural eyes does not line up with what I'm seeing in the spirit. And so, when I'm see- when I'm seeing with my natural eyes doesn't line up with what I'm seeing in the spirit, I'm going to set my faith in agreement with the unseen, and I'm not going to be moved by the seen. So, Father, I set my faith in agreement, and I decree, and I declare what you've already revealed to me concerning my son, concerning my daughter. Father, I lift up my marriage to you. I see a picture of my marriage in my prayer closet that I'm not seeing in in reality when I come out of my prayer closet. So Father, I lift up my marriage to you and I believe that what I'm seeing in the spirit is going to be manifested in the natural. So I decree this, I I declare that. Father, I lift up the business. Father, you told me to start this business. I was minding my own business when you told me to start this business. I didn't even want to do it. I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. But Father, I'm doing it because you told me to do it. And and you have given me insight. You've already painted the picture. I've already seen myself doing this and that, but it hasn't happened yet. So, I'm going to set my faith in agreement. I'm not asking, I'm not praying from a position of need. I'm praying from a position that is already done. I'm setting my faith in agreement with you, Father. Father, I lift up my body, whatever, you get the point. I'm setting my faith in agreement. And so now I'm agreeing on earth as it is in heaven. And what what's I'm seeing in the unseen is more real to me than what I see in the seen. And so, Father, I'm leveling up spiritually in 2021. I'm getting ready for 2022. I learned to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm led of you in all things at all times. I'm praying in accordance with your word. I'm praying in accordance with your will. And I'm not moved by what I see down here in this world. Now, the earth hasn't caught up with the reality yet. I go into my prayer closet, I see one thing. I come out of my prayer closet, I see something else. Well, guess what? This world hasn't caught up with it yet. But I'm not living off of what I see. I'm living off of what I believe. I'm living on, there's an outworking of the internal. And I'm going to keep saying what you said until I see what you said. I'm living off of that reality. I'm setting my faith in agreement. This is how we pray. I'm not praying for a position of need. I'm praying from a position of grace. I know that it's already done. It's only a matter of time before I see in my hands what I've already seen in my heart. And so I know, Father, it's only a matter of time. So I set my faith in agreement. I keep speaking it. I I go to my my kids while they're sleeping. I lay hands on them and I decree what you've already declared. Glory to God. I lay hands on my spouse. I lay hands on myself. I, I look in the mirror. Watch this. I look in the mirror and I believe about me what you already believe about me. I have to honor the anointing that's on my own life. I'm honoring the anointing on all these other people I honor the anointing that's on my own life I look in the mirror and say as Jesus is so am I in this world I set my faith in agreement for myself I declare that I will become the man that you call me to be for such a time as this I declare that my hands I prophesy to my hands I say hands you are blessed hands whatever you put your hands on is going to prosper why because God is on me in me with me and for me my God I feel I don't know what happened I was was supposed to be teaching this and I just started preaching so listen I love you God loves you this is oh jesus listen i want you to pray like that this is all in the book get the if you don't have the book you need to get the book this is going to be a blessing to you let's close out this message with a declaration of faith my god i felt that one i want you to repeat after me in faith say this say father i thank you for teaching me how to pray from a position of grace you made plans for me from the foundations of the world you made those plans by grace I had nothing to do with it. My success in life is tied to your plans. You now freely reveal to me everything that you want to do in my life. I die to self. And as you tell me what to do, I live my life with complete confidence knowing that it will come to pass. You give me wisdom and spiritual understanding so I can live a life that is pleasing in your sight. As I walk with you and you walk with me, you produce good works of every kind (laughs) in me and through me, and this is all for your glory. Trouble will come, but it cannot stop me. I press through every challenge. I overcome every attack. I don't do this with my power. I live my life with your great power, which is freely made available to me by your grace. Your power is flowing through me. It equips me. It enables me. And it empowers me to be your emissary on the earth. You speak through my vocal cords. You think through my mind. You operate through my limbs. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. And I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Listen, I don't know why I was led to close out the year with the book, but I was led to close out the year with the book. So so if you don't have the book, go to Amazon.com. If you're getting the email, I provided you a link. Go to Amazon.com, search for Rick Pina and get the book. I also have a bunch of journals and stuff like that. Check that out. And also, this book makes it a good Christmas gift for, for people. So Get the book. Let's share it. Uh, Let's let people know that we can level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. If this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat, leave me some comments. I go back and I read those and then share today's word right now. Share it on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day and I'll see you tomorrow morning. Let's close out this year strong. God bless you.